and thank you for listening to Pod Like a Hole. Uh, this is the podcast where we uh, pick an artist, and every season we go album by album, track by track. We analyze it, we talk about what the artist was doing, we talk about pop culture of the era, and what it means to us. Season one was Nine Inch Nails. Season two, we're going by the moniker A Space Podity, because of course we're talking about David Bowie. And every now and then we'd like to do a B-side episode, a bonus, where we interview somebody tangentially related to this. Um, sometimes a super fan, sometimes a musician. In this case, it's both. Because upcoming here in Sacramento, there's going to be a show in downtown at a place called Harlow's on January 10th from 6 to 9 p.m. All ages. A show called Stargazer, a tribute to David Bowie, where multiple bands will come out and do tribute songs. And the curator... The, uh, the ring master, the, uh, the uh, artist that's planned this whole thing. He's a talented musician and uh, pretty much uh, the multimedia visionary behind it, Bougie. Hello, Bougie. Happy to have you. Hey, how you doing tonight? Me? I'm doing great. This is Eric Anderson, one of the co-hosts of Pod Like a Whole. Uh, my other partners in crime uh, can't be here tonight, so I'm taking the reins. Uh, that's right. It's uh, actually... Uh, it's pretty awful. Um, you know, uh, Steve was at a uh, company Christmas party. He had too much Goldschlager. He got wasted. He got so drunk he fell down the escalator. I think he got in a fight with the security guard there. Uh, needless to say, I'm sending him a cake with a file in it to prison. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta break him out. And Mark, Mark's a saint. I'm sure he's out somewhere keeping somebody warm, raising money for charity. Needless to say, he can't be here tonight. So I, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to be talking to you because you have created this night, the Stargazer Night. It sounds, uh, it sounds amazing. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Uh, what can you tell us about it? I can't wait. Well, uh, this is kind of a, an initial debut for a project I've been working on for a couple of years. Um, the, the project or group, if you will, is called Tipsy Orchestrina. And um, I've been a musician in Sacramento for a while now, uh, <laughs> far longer than I'd like to admit. And, um, you know, I, you know, I started doing open mics and kind of like learning how to regulate and really just kind of growing. And along the way, I made a lot of friends with different musicians and different bands. And uh, Tipsy Orchestrina has a core group membership um, that is pretty steady. But the whole principle behind Tipsy Orchestrina is to be able to bring in all of these different musicians. And um, I believe you're a little bit of a musician yourself. You probably have been in one of those situations where, you know, you get a couple guys together and you're having a great time in a backyard and you're just playing random songs and guys are just, you know, and, and girls are, you know, you're coming up with stuff off the wall and you're just having a great time. And that improvisational um, energy that comes with that and that, uh, that liveness and just the fun of it, the, the reason we like playing music to begin with, that so many musicians forget when they get serious about their craft is something that I wanted to bring back. And so Tipsy Orchestrina will have musicians join us for different shows. It's never the same show. And, you know, our normal forte are kind of like, you know, crowd pleasers, jukebox, jukebox covers, random requests. I mean, depending on the tip, we'll tackle Kesha. We'll, oh. we'll do whatever we'll do whatever you want as long as you know you understand that uh, that's all kind of sight read and played by ear. And I'm also very fortunate that the people that I bring into this project are usually way better musicians than I am. And so it's 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 standing on the shoulders of greater pe people for sure. So it makes my job way easy, and just it makes for a fun fun night. So um, we've been doing that for um, 
you know, about half a year now, and uh, this this project was already planned to be part of it. It actually was born from an idea. I was uh, I performed in a um, a Credence Clearwater tribute show uh, October of uh, twenty um, eighteen, and um, preparing for that show uh, and getting ready for that. One of the things I found really rewarding was the deep dive and the deconstruction into those particular favorite songs of mine. And I knew coming off of that show um, that I wanted to do something like that again. I wanted to do a focused study on a, a particular chunk of music somewhere. And I kind of sat on it in a while, and I had my favorite picks and all this kind of stuff. And um, just in the course of regular listening and going back through the library, the Rise and Fall album came up. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. This is it. Um, the way that um, Bowie's uh, vocals escalate and, 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 and each song is starts out in one place and takes you to another place. And then you put all of those pieces together and the album as a whole is so much stronger as a result of just more than the sum of its parts. I knew right then and there that this was it. But, you know, of course, it's uh, not exactly an easy uh, <laughs> an easy target to go after. So, you know, I knew I had my work oh, oh, cut out for yeah, me. Oh, absolutely. Talk about yeah. uh, swinging for the fences there. For sure. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. So, um, you know, what other Bowie... Well, hold on. Let me back up just a little bit here. I mean, we love talking about when we got into Bowie and kind of like what our foot in the door, our entry point was. I mean, what what about mm-hmm. you? When, uh, you know, when did you first get into Bowie? What kind of made you the uh, the fan you are today so much so you're putting sure. on this, this big show? Absolutely. Well, of course, you know, since before I can remember, you know, songs like Starman and Ziggy Stardust and then even, you know, the later stuff has always been in my rotation. It's in my it's in it's in my regular listening. And they've always been favorite songs of mine, even before I really was a critical music listener and stuff like that. So it's always been part of my life. Uh, I've got a couple pieces of Bowie uh, artwork around the house. And um, my wife, as a matter of fact, before I even met her, she she is as big of a Bowie fan, if not more. Um, one of the things when we first started dating is uh, she was showing me her last year's, the previous year's uh, costume contest where she went as Aladdin Sane and did a really great job. Um, so, like, it's it's always been there. Um, and then as you, you know, I think as you mature as a musician, you start to listen to music differently. And I found that going back to Bowie, you know, every time I would listen to that material, <clears throat> I would, um, you'd hear something new, and you, it just, and every time it's something mind blowing. Every every time you you hear, wow, the way he the way he softened that one syllable right there made a world of difference in the delivery of that line. That's something I got to remember. So it became just a process of like following the teacher. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's why I said, like, you know, when, when that, when that album hit me, it was, it was clear as a broadcast from the sky. This is, this is what you've got to tackle. Well, I don't know how much of the show you've listened to, but one thing we love to do, well, my, myself especially, but I, I can think I can vouch for the other guys, is digging into Bowie's lyrics because he, he was an amazing lyricist. In addition to making fun songs, he, he wrote very strange, you know, lyrics that were, uh, you know, he had something to say, but he never did it in a straightforward way. And take something like Rise and Star, Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. There is enough of a story there to make a theme album, but he doesn't spoon feed you the story at all. In fact, it's fun to listen to the songs and even the ones barely connected to the story, finding those threads. 
Well, and frankly, I think that's one of the things that makes it worth listening to more than once. You know, you can go back into it, and you, you can start drawing those connections. And uh, and yet, you're right. It, you know, it's it wasn't sat down and written line for line to be a, a direct narrative. It's 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 more like poetry in the fact where the the listener is allowed to um, you know make their own connections and and you know even understand how the analogies apply to them in that particular point of their life and stuff like that. It, again, it just speaking to the purity and the singleness of that album. It, it, it just it's it's a it's a work of art. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay, so since you're like the expert on Ziggy Stardust, <laughs> right? Uh, could you please settle a bet for us? Sure. All right. So is Ziggy Stardust an literal alien, or is he a washed-up rock star that feels like an alien? You know. <sighs> I, sometimes for me it's one way, and sometimes it's another. Honestly, and I and that kind of goes back to something I said a moment ago. You know, you can listen to an album um, that tells you a story, it speaks to you at one point in your life, and you really identify with it in a particular way. And then maybe you hear it again, and based on what's going on in your life, you might get an entire, entirely different take on it. And you know, duality in representation is one of the things that I strive for in every the originals that I write and stuff like that. I like for people to be able to understand it from different perspectives. You know, Van Morrison was great about a lot of stuff that he wrote that way is, you know, on the surface, he might be singing about this, but really he's singing about this. And I think a lot of, you know, musicians do that as well. So I'm, I'm not going to help you settle the bet oh, come for on. me. It's both. It's both of them. And it's, it just depends on when you listen to it. Um, I will say being a, a classical a sci-fi and genre nerd i do uh, there's a particular penchant for uh the alien aspect of it for sure so you're saying i was right <laughs> so who's the bet with who's the bet with i uh, i was definitely in in camp alien mark maybe a little bit on my side maybe not steve was definitely more on the other side aliens just uh just a, a metaphor essentially so you know yeah for sure yeah, well, he's wrong. So <laughs> you uh, you said that you've been kind of kicking around the Sacramento music scene for a while lately. Um, would you have been played anything that, uh, you know, uh, people that have been familiar with the scene around here, uh, you know, would be knowledgeable about it? We heard about you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, if you're a fan of Irish punk music, um, I'm a member of the Pikes. Uh, I have been for a little over three years now. I play banjo and do a lot of dancing and backup vocals and sometimes lead vocals in that band. And that's been a tremendous journey. Um, uh, it's, we, we've had a, a pretty busy couple of years and we've gotten, we've gotten to that point where you're, you're so busy that you have to start making some hard decisions. So, you know, if you've, if you've been to any of the Celtic fairs in the area or, uh, of course, um, Irish Palooza is in January. That's also at Harlow's. It's actually the day after the David Bowie show. So I have a very long weekend. Oh, boy. Um, coming up. Yeah. But um, and then, of course, we, we play all over town and stuff like that. Uh, we're, we're in the middle of a, a, a creative, creative break right now while we uh, work on new material for a, an upcoming album. So we, we kind of put a hiatus on playing some shows for a little bit. But, um, yeah, you can usually find us, you know, on a monthly engagement somewhere uh, in the area. And then we tour in um, – we've been doing once or twice or three times a year. We've been going down and doing the Southern California thing, and uh, we've been very well received down there. Uh, it's a, it's amazing. You get out of uh, Sacramento, and uh, you don't know if it's because people have seen you so many times up here 
or if it's just because you have the out-of-town appeal, or you really hope it's because you're bringing something unique to the table. But uh, we, we've been very well received in Southern California. It, it, you know, it, if we didn't have uh, day jobs and stuff, I think we'd be touring a lot more. Oh, that's awesome. You guys, you guys get around though. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, we, uh, we definitely try to, you know, break character time, time and give some love to Irish punks, the Pogues. So, you know, this seems, uh, yeah. yeah, this seems like in the, in that wheelhouse, the Pikeys. Awesome. Yeah. And, and just like every other musician, you know, in addition to that, I've done solo stuff and I mentioned, you know, um, coming up in the, in the open mic circuit and that kind of stuff. And, so, you know, I've been kind of tooling around, but really this is kind of my first big thing that I've organized, especially at this scale, you know, <laughs> by myself or, you know, as the head of sore. Well, yeah, you sound like a pretty um, eclectic uh, musician with, uh, you know, diverse interest. And I'm going to use that as a little segue here. Uh, another eclectic musician, Bowie, of course. <laughs> so many different eras, um, different sounds to kind of... Uh, you know, gleam onto depending upon your tastes. Although in general, you know, there's something to enjoy in most of it. Um, what kind of eras do you tend to gravitate towards? Uh, you know, I do like some of the the later stuff. Uh, I think the it's, it's funny. It's recently I started listening uh, back to uh, the Berlin Year stuff, uh, just because it I didn't I didn't really spend a lot of time on it to begin with. So in a lot of ways, it's sort of fresh material to me. Um, Heroes is one of my favorites. It's all, you know, always has been, um, again, even before I listened to it as a musician. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, I, I think that right now that's kind of where I'm kind of like circling. I, to be fair, I should let you know that every single day, as part of my research, I listen to the regular uh, Rise and Fall album uh, when I wake up in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I listen to a version that I've got all the vocals stripped out of and just focus on the instrumentation. Uh huh. You got every to. Single, yeah. Every single day since uh, about February 7th when I decided that this was going to be the project. Wow. That, that's, so I, I thought we researched a lot. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, and then tip and then typically that, that second listen is followed by a full through rehearsal um, by myself. One of the things I wanted to do before I recruited people for this particular project is I wanted to make sure that um, I got what I wanted out of it, of course, which was the learning experience. But that also, if push came to shove, I could do a solo show if I wanted to. So I don't know if you're familiar with the the So George um, performances of some of the David Bowie songs that he did for the Life Aquatic movie. Oh yeah, yeah. awesome movie. Those songs are a really, really cool addition. It's a great take. Yeah, it's a great take. And uh, it's funny because I certainly like that music. I mean, the movie's great, uh, but that music just blows me away. So I want, you know, I kind of, if I, it, I've kind of worked solo versions of these songs as well so that I can keep them in the wheelhouse whenever I want, not just when I have, you know, six of my best friends helping me out with it. So, you know, honestly, to be fair, like most of my free listening time this year has been taken up on research for this, for sure. I appreciate your um, the, the research that you put into this. You're, uh, I, I there, there, we have a whole method, right? At least for me, like what I do is first I'll spend a weekend just going over, you know, Wikipedia, various internet articles about the about the album that we're gonna do next. Obviously, I've heard it before, but I, I definitely stop and get the notes first. Definitely go to the Pushing Head the Dame website, get some good details. 
Um, and then, then I do my first like deep listen where, you know, I'm talking vinyl, headphones, candles, <laughs> beer. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I sit back and just track by track, you know, let it sink in, reading the lyrics. Write your critical listen. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. I, I go to red font and I and I type in like my like my hot takes right off the bat, and then you know the week leading up to it, it's on rotation in my car before we record. You know, constantly, and that's and that's my research. But that's like nothing. I mean, that, you've been doing this since February. That's incredible. My wife will tell you every day. Oh, of course she is. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, and she's had to hear me squeal and, and get the vocal range up there. Um, you know, my normal speaking voice is just shy of a full baritone. So some of some of these, you know, notes that Bowie hits, I mean, I do I do have a little bit of a range. Um and and hopefully we'll get a chance to to hear some of that. Um but uh yeah, it it's been work. It's been a lot of work. Uh before I even brought another musician into this, uh, I did some a little bit of math and I I I'll have to share with you just for your own uh humor. There's a 7-page project plan. And it details every all the work I did, and it details all the work that had to be done. Because uh, we're going to have coordinated visuals with the show. We're going to have coordinated lighting and all that kind of stuff. And uh, at that point, before I even brought another musician on, uh, we did some napkin math. And it was approximately uh, just shy of 2,000 hours that I had already put into the project. Rehearsing, listening, deconstructing, watching live performances you know, from YouTube and stuff like that. To just get to the point where I was comfortable selling it and pushing it on my friends and making them participate. Well, I respect the process. I can't wait to hear the culmination of all this uh, and how it all pays off. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, okay, so like, let me know, let our listeners know, what can somebody expect from coming to this tribute to Bowie, this, uh, this Stargazer night? Um, what, what, what sights, what sounds, what, what, what can they expect to see and enjoy? For sure. You've put a ton of work into this multimedia affair. I mean, paint a picture. So, um, you know, my main focus in, in, in this endeavor was to really deep dive into a single piece of music. And it, it's really hard when you look at Bowie's library of work and you're like, man, if I just focus on this album, I can't do this song or I can't do that song that I really love. So uh, and it kind of fit the format anyway to bring in other bands uh, that I've worked with in the past and have them perform an actual tribute just like uh you know you typically see at some of the uh venues in town so we're going to have uh the hay nows and the roa brothers band and uh then spacewalker uh perform their favorite tracks and reinterpretations of their favorite tracks and i say that last part specifically because what spacewalker does is really mind-blowing uh she's a, a great hip-hop um dj artist and she has a, a really fun take on a lot of Bowie stuff that she's done. Uh, you can Google it and you can see it uh, on uh, oh, that sounds YouTube amazing. And stuff like that. Wow. And kind of get if Yeah, it, it's it's really great. Um, and um, so we're going to have, you know, three sets of tribute performances, uh, you know, about 20 to 25 minutes each as it goes. There'll be just a real short break um, while I, you know, drink a glass of whiskey and get ready. And uh, then we're on for a, a reperformance uh, in key and tempo of the album. So we've, um, you know, there's a lot of material that was performed as part of this album when it was on in tour and stuff like that that we're not going to do. We're just going for the studio album. It's a matter of practicality, the time we had to prepare, 
as well as the time we have to perform it and the fact that my voice can't last for three hours. So, ah, uh, so you won't play any of like the ancillary, like Velvet no. Gold Miner. Well, maybe, f- yeah, I'm not going to reveal which songs the tribute performers are going to do. Um, so uh, they're, but they're, but they're going to pull from the rest of the catalog. All right, and they've got they've got some really fun stuff uh, involved there. So after the after the midway break, we're going to come out and like I said, we're going to have um, coordinated visuals and lighting. Um, I've uh, you know on the side, I'm a I'm a programmer and analyst. So and like I said, I'm kind of a, a, a science guy to begin with. So I've got um, some nice and milk drop uh, type visualizations that I've programmed in script to be triggered on certain frequencies. Oh, wow. Um, and that's the thing. I, that's the kind of thing. You know, you'll also see that you know, most of the artwork, well, at this point, all of the artwork for the show, I've also produced. So this is a, this is a whole mind, body, and spirit thing. It's, it's every part of me involved in getting this thing ready. And it's not just me. I, I don't want to make this the, the bougie show. Uh, you know, Tipsy Orchestrina is, I am the, the ringmaster, as I like to call it. But uh, I've got some, some great participants in this band that are, I couldn't do it without them. And, and it goes beyond the people that are actually performing as well. So. Oh, yeah, I've seen, uh, we, uh, the show posted one of your uh, pieces of art re- recently. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, there's a, you drew like some stained glass. Looks like the cover of Tonight. Um, then you've got like three different Bowies from different eras. Then White Duke. You've got um, Old Button Eyes and, and somebody else. And just really sells like, you know, it's going to be a night of Bowie. All, all eras. Um, and it's gorgeous. Uh, so well done. Yeah, I've, I've just done a prototype. The, the whole principal purpose of that artwork is to be a candela or um, a prayer candle wrap. Oh, awesome! So my prototype candles are actually burning right now. Uh, I've, the spirit of the star man is looking down upon me, and he's helping me through this process right here. And so that's, and that's uh, that will be one of our exclusive things that we're going to be giving our presale ticket holders, is they'll get a transparent style uh, sticker that they can put on a prayer candle, um, or put on a, on a window and have the light shine through it. But the whole thing is designed to kind of like that homage, that honorship and um and be there as sort of a positive influence you know something that you could put on yourself kind of look at and like oh man you know that's right this is always such a cool thing to think about well you've got me excited now um i can definitely speak for myself and maybe a couple uh one or two of my co-hosts uh will definitely be making it out there um if you're listening and you're in the sacramento area hell if you're on the western united states um, you know, come out to this. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. You can hobnob with your pod like a holers. Um, the band, the music's going to be awesome. It's going to be a multimedia night. If not, if you're not on the West Coast, I mean, shit, get a plane ticket. You know, I wherever you live, you've got no excuse not to come out. I have heard from people as far as far as LA that are going to drive up for the show. It's kind of mind blowing. Um, and uh, to anybody listening, I'll, during the tribute performances, uh, I'll be really hard to miss. Uh, I'll be in the crowd, and, and it'll be really obvious who I am. Um, so, you know, anybody coming up who who hears this, please come up and say hi, and uh, you know, let me know, uh, you know, how far you came and and why you're there that night. So you're saying there will be costumes? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I haven't I haven't pinned it down exactly. There'll be there'll be my goal is to have three uh, costume changes in in the in my performance alone. Um, oh, and I'm sure you've seen the live takes where they start out with Moon Age Daydream, and there's that double hit on D, da da da, 
and it, and in the perform live performances, they just keep repeating that because Bowie's in the back putting on another you know thing. So it's already programmed into the set list. There's a there's a there's a buildable pause right there. So uh, unfortunately, um, I'm just a just a little bit over five foot tall. Uh, I will never ever be mistaken for Bowie. Uh, right currently, I have a big lumberjack beard and handlebar mustache, and I don't know if that's going to stay for the show. So I have to I have to get creative on my costume changes so that people aren't just terrified by what they're seeing on the uh, on the stage. But it'll be fun, and it'll be in the spirit. That, that I think that's kind of the big deal is like embracing that showmanship and that that thing that takes you over when you get up there. So yeah, if you're a Bowie fan. You are going to love this night. It sounds like I, I, I for one, am, am, am very excited. It's got everything. It's the real deal, man. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> we try to, we, we're Bowie fans. We try to give back a little bit, but you're really giving back. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And thanks for talking to me. Good night. You bet. Pushing through the market square. So many mothers sighing. News had just come over. We had five years left to cry in. Thank you all so much for listening. Big thanks for Bougie for uh, putting this on. I think we're excited. Um, we could not help but promote this, uh, this tribute night on our show. It's just too perfect. We're from Sacramento. It's in Sacramento. Why not? Check it out. It's January 10th, 6 to 9 p.m. at Harlow's. Tickets, $15 at the door, 12 in advance. Check it out. Go to Patreon slash Pot Like a Hole. Give back to. My brain hurt like a warehouse. Had no room to spare. I had to cram so many things to store everything in there. And all the fat, skinny people. And all the tall, short people. And all the Never thought I'd need so many people.